honored to know. Bob and Audrey, won't you come up and, um, and uh, let your gift flow. We so, so appreciate it. Won't you welcome them, please? Thank you so much. What an honor and a privilege to be with you, our family. And um, as I was worshiping with you guys, I just felt so honored to be part of the presence of God with you. And we had these words of feast and the word of surrender and then the words of alpaca. And then we have, um, I was feeling the word of purity and I just felt such a purity of worship and praise just moving to the heavens and joining in with the frequency of the song of heaven. And I just want to encourage you and endorse you that you are praising and worshiping in purity. There's no performance. There's no needing to serve evil ego here and that is such a treat for me to, to experience you have no idea sometimes you need someone from the outside to visit you and say ah, you guys this is real this is the presence of God and you are joining in with heaven as we sing and say so will I if a billion eight billion you know all those million stars we're going to join in in praising Jesus. And we don't even know what happens to the frequencies in the earth and heaven when we have this purity of an open heaven and join in with what God is doing. So I am grateful for this team and the family. We're all together. And, you know, I love to highlight what everyone was doing up here, but it was all of us together yes. in corporate unison and harmony mm. saying, yes to God, yes to the blood of Jesus, yes to surrender and hopefulness for the feast that is ahead that um, is not just food, but I think we're going to eat things like joy and we're going to eat peace and we're going to eat things that we've never eaten on earth. It's going to be beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. It's going to be really good. So I'm just full of excitement and love and appreciation for all of you. Thank you. Wonderful. Wow. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> she, she just, I was full of it, man. Yeah, I, am, I see that. It I am awesome. full of it. Whoa. We're Bob and Audrey, and <laughs> we're from Phoenix, Arizona, and extremely passionate about, you know, living life in harmony. Yeah. And I think that's what Audrey was really expressing. Yes. Is just the, the harmonious atmosphere. Yes. You know, that when the family comes together. Yes. And today we have a, a specific message that we really do want to share with you. And it's peace, my priority. Everyone say peace. Peace. My priority. My priority. All right. So before we start, what I'd really like you to do is just take a moment and thank those around you. Yes. And just say, hey, I'm so glad you came. I'm so it's glad It's really you came. good to I'm see so you. I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad you came My to life's church today. Because of you. Yes. You're looking fantastic. Yeah. And let's bring some exhortation to each other. Go to the person next to you and say, it looks like you've lost weight. Just. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're looking thin. Yeah. Yeah. You lost that's weight a, this week. That's some good encouragement right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're toned. I see the tone. Mm. Yeah, you're toning up. I haven't heard anything coming that way for us. No, but come no. on, bring it no. on, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. 
All right, people in the front, I want you to turn around, look at the people in the back, people in the back, wave at the people in the front. Oh. Come on. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yay. Yeah. All right. Look now, at all these happy people. Now let's all people. look at the camera and wave it to everybody hey, at home. Hey, you guys. So glad you're with us from home. Belonging is a real thing. Yes. You know, what a scheme and lie of the enemy to tell you that you don't belong. Yeah. And yes. I just want you to know that you do. Yes. You really, really do. You're invited. The, the other thing is I was sitting here, and the more you talked about, uh, you know, Samaritan's Purse and giving these gifts, man, I'm just in tears. Me too. I could just go there so I want to pack a, a bunch of packages. I'll pack it if you pack it. Uh, <laughs> I'll pack a box. But listen, this is what I, this is what I saw. <laughs> It benefits you nothing. It's just a pure love gift. And, and, and the more you guys are just going, and I'm just like, yeah, because it's just, a, it's just a love gift. There's no benefit to you. It doesn't make your parking lot look any better. It doesn't make your building look any better. This is us loving the world. Yeah. And making an impact on the heart of a child. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, they feel that they belong yeah so anyway i am you might have to jack it up over fifteen thousand i'll tell you that <laughs> so you anyhow, might be packing it's all more than a thousand well let's let's just and i love your movie you. night idea i just want to encourage you as pastors that i love that you are better together and i love yes. when karen came back down i said i'm so glad you went up there and talked about that packa and that movie and all the things you're doing and making those cards like you get her done Karen, and I am so great. Let's give Karen a hand. I just see you doing that for everything, for the marriage event. Mm -hmm. And Shannon, I just so appreciate your heart of just, it, like you came up here and talked about surrender, but that's what I feel from you. I see you as an amazing man of God who is surrendered to God's ultimate best. And you're aligned with heaven, man. You're aligned with his open heaven. And yeah. that is such a privilege to have as a pastor that's not making it about him, let me tell you. You, got that you right. don't even know. I mean, maybe you do, but thank you, Jesus, for right. leaders that aren't making it about them, but making it about Jesus, his resurrection, his blood. Let's sing about the blood of Jesus. I haven't done that for a while. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There we go. Well, I, we, uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm full anything of it. else you want to well, say? Well, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> we'll take turns. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's message. And as, <laughs> as we pre prepared... And as I was, you know, just kind of watching, it was just like, okay, this is something that you will hear today and apply to the rest of your life. I believe it's that significant. Mm -hmm. You know, for Audrey and I, it has, you know, really revolutionized uh, our lives personally, mm -hmm. but as well uh, our entire family when we began to make peace our priority. And, and it was, can I just, I know you're yes, about to you preach, but it was an actual day like this. It wasn't in a church service, but we were, we were invited to make peace our priority on a day. And we made an intentional decision together and said, you know what? We have made other things our priority. Peace is always important. But even ministry success, even other things of helping people out stuff, I get all that. Those are great priorities. But I want to make peace my priority because something happens when we do all of the other things from a place of peace. What would it look like if you weren't doing things for anything but 
for Jesus and for that peace that we don't have to, as humans, make things happen, but we get to involve ourselves with his peace. So, yeah, I am very chatty. I see that. Yeah, okay, I will just it settle hurt. down. I had a carrot muffin, it had icing on it, and I think it, and the Holy Spirit, and it all cocktailed together, and <laughs> the sugar, the Holy there Spirit. There we go, everyone, peace my priority. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our first verse, and this is John 16. And in verse 5, it says this, But now I'm going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Hmm. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, the Holy Spirit won't come. Hmm. And if I don't go away, then the Father is unable to send him to you. Huh. This is really quite profound. Jesus spoke again and again about his death. You know, the sacrifice that he would make for you and I. And he would tell them about it. And again and again, they're just like, no, I don't get it. All I care about is that you're the king and you're going to overthrow Rome. <laughs> You know, we want it here and now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. He says, the Father wants to send to you the advocate, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And there is yet a kingdom that will come. And he says, I'm going to deal with the effects of sin in this world. And he says, I'm going to make a way out for you. I mean, that's some extreme love. And then it goes on in verse 33 and says this. I have told you all this so that you may have... Peace. Peace. Peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials, sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. When we have peace and we make peace our priority, all of a sudden we begin to experience. Everyone say experience. Experience. I begin to experience the very presence of God because peace isn't the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of war. It's not the absence of a virus. It's not the absence of pain or hardship. But rather, peace is the presence of someone. Jesus, who is my Prince of Peace. So in today's message, I want to begin to make peace my priority. Mm -hmm. I want to prioritize the lordship of Jesus in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I do, I begin to experience that confidence, that courage. And I begin to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for my life. So in number one here, because of what Jesus has done. Everyone say, because of what Jesus has done. Because of what Jesus has I done. I have. I have. Number one, peace with God. And can I say that I tell you all these things that you can have peace. Um, I think it's even peace above being right. I think that just because of some things that are going on in our world right now, we just have a need to be right. And, but we get to have peace as a bigger priority. I want peace more than I want to be right. Just, just saying, what would happen in our families if we just had peace as our priority rather than being right? to say it man i had to say it man i feel it babe okay but we'll get there that's number five. Oh. you know what i mean whoopsie like we're getting ahead oh can here. i say one more other thing i'm sure you can i'm sure <laughs> in it's other just... words i know you will 
in the scripture, we have to just take a little bit of underscore here. My, my thing is. Okay, is that tell me what's going on. Dinner's going to happen soon. Like 5.30 is going to happen. And these people need to go home sometime. Okay, okay. Got it. But cheer. I just have to bring up words, the word cheer. Yes. But be of good cheer. Mm -hmm. There's something about being a cheerful decider. Yes. To decide to have cheer. We think that cheer just rains down from heaven and it falls on us and we go, oh, I'm happy. No, that you or you feel as though it's a personality. Yes. And I'm just not a cheerful person. Get over it, man. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. He's a cheerful God. You hang out with him, you'll get happy. Yeah, no matter what your personality or what's going on in your circumstances, cheer isn't just rain down from heaven. Cheer is something... I know you use the word lombardo, but you take it in and you go, I'm deciding to be cheerful because there's hope because Jesus is in me. So hope is, and thankful, it always starts with thankfulness because if you're not feeling, feeling cheerful, promise you, just get thankful for something and just really go there. Just get thankful, get thankful, get thankful. And you know how in um, the Lion, the Witch of Wardrobe, there was that portal into Narnia? I see like thankfulness, like this chest, and you walk into thankfulness, and all of a sudden you're in the land of hope. But mm -hmm. you get there through thankfulness. So get there through thankfulness, get some hope, and then once you live in the land of hope, cheerfulness just is a lot easier to find. Yeah, it's really good. Thanks. Because I definitely interrupted Bob to get that to you. but I'm, I don't mind. I know you don't. I don't mind. But we're not in seminar mode. I know. This I, we is could be a here Sunday for hours. morning. Yes, I'll get into. And it's no problem because I can throw the list away. I know. But you love lists. I do love the list. You and Karen. Yeah, we love the you list. You enjoy that. <laughs> and not when I don't lie. stick to the list and we go home, I get in trouble. Right. And so now I'm holding to the list, and yeah. now she gets to do, and she never gets in trouble. <laughs> By the way, since we're not following the list, <laughs> I'd really encourage all y'all to come tonight. We're, we're going to help you extreme, to be very practical in how to navigate a disappointment. Okay. <laughs> Boy, did you see what happened here? I know. Has anyone ever been disappointed? Like, it's, it, does this relate but, but, to anybody? But I yeah. think some people, they went to this mode like, okay, you disappointed me, so how do I <laughs> manipulate you to my benefit? How am I going to navigate you? No, I'm going to take personal responsibility and deal with my own heart. Yeah. Okay, within that. But it, we all experience disappointments. Has anyone ever been disappointed? We all have. All mm -hmm. right. What we don't want to do is to allow that to continue and to repeat itself again and again in our life. So we really want to live free. So tonight's going to be extremely practical, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun together. So I do encourage you to come out, uh, and, and let's eat together. Let's be family together. Yeah. Okay. Good. Are we ready? I'm giving it over, babe. You are so full of it today. Like... Like, we are in public. A lady named Joy gave uh -huh. me a muffin. <laughs> and it, I said, I'm not going to eat the icing because that's too much but sugar in the did. morning. But apparently I did. All right. We'll try it again. Yeah, everyone. Peace, when, Mike. When yes. Joy hands you a muffin, you eat it. <laughs> it's part of the heavenly feast. I ate some of that joyful muffin. They're magical. They're in the fridge. You can. 
<laughs> I'll settle. No, it's fine. Okay. Everyone, peace, my priority. My priority. Jesus, you really are. Are you looking funny at me now? No, I was just thinking about how peace and joy work like a ladder. Like when you have peace, <laughs> when you have peace, it's easier to have joy. And when you have joy, it's easier to have peace. And it just kind of works together in tandem, like kingdom, righteousness, yes. peace, and joy. Okay, go. Okay. Peace, my priority. <laughs> Life gets fun when you have peace, doesn't it? We can, we can do with a whole lot less anxiety fear, worry, doubt, disbelief, all of a sudden where there's peace, there comes courage and confidence and joy, joy, <laughs> right, okay, all right, if you're with someone, um, husbands, wives, friends, family, just look at one another and say, you know what, let's, let's begin, let's listen, let's listen, yeah. and uh, begin to make peace our priority, okay, all right, now because of Jesus, we have, everyone say, peace with God. Peace with God. Peace with God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says this. But now I am going, oh, no, I'm not. Here we go. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This is so profound and so real. And I love this house because I know that you all understand the righteousness of God in the gospel of peace. And then it goes on and says, this means we now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and everything that he has done for us. Because of Jesus, I have peace with God. In other words, I don't need to be afraid. I'm not afraid of God. He, he, he loves me and pursues me in that everlasting love. Even when I make a mistake, he's willing to move towards me in my pain. And he says, I'll make a way out for you. He says, your past does not have to determine nor dictate your future. He says, I've come and I've loved you. And I've given my life for you. He says, I tell you all these things. Because in this world, you're going to have trials. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to have hardship. You're, you're going to go through some valleys. He says, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome. So when I see my Jesus as my overcomer, I want to step into an agreement with his view and opinion of my life. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can stand and I can worship. Why? Because he loves me. Not, not only does he love me, but now his priorities, his plans and his purposes, his kingdom can become mine. And now I begin to experience his righteousness as it should be, his peace and his joy for my life. So when we begin, because when I want you to hear this, I believe that Today's message is so significant for you because it's everything that the world is looking for. True. In this world, when we are a people of peace, it's not just what I do, but it's more of who I am. I believe that it is the most valuable commodity going forward today. That others would look and they'd say, with so much unrest in this world, 
How are you at peace? Because I have absolute confidence in him. It's all because of what he has done for me. So when I make peace my priority, I believe that's the commodity of my life. So that when I move into chaos, I bring peace. When I move into darkness, I bring light. See, when I move into pain, I bring healing. So in all of these things in the world, because of what Jesus has done, and he being my very Prince of Peace, he being the Lord of my life, what need do I have to fear or worry or to doubt? This world is desperate for an answer. And it truly is Jesus, my Prince of Peace. And it's not what I say. It's what I demonstrate. It's what I demonstrate. It's how I operate with my wife, with my children, in my business, in my community. It's the stature. It's how I enter in. It's not what I do. It's who I am. I am a person of peace because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, everyone, number one, I have I have peace with God. Peace with God. And because of that, I take peace to this world. Hmm. Number two. Number two. Okay. Peace with yourself. Now, this is a thing because we hold things against ourselves. Because we beat ourselves up for the mistakes we've made. Because we carry regrets. Because we wish we would have done things different. Because sometimes we feel like we don't like ourselves because of our personality or somehow we accidentally offend someone and go, oh, I'm such a loser. Do you see what I'm saying? In our minds, sometimes with me, I have called myself worse names than I've ever called people outside of me. Mm. That's not peace with yourself. That's called hurting yourself, beating yourself up, not accepting yourself. It's, it's just not bringing compassion on yourself. And I believe that if we're going to have peace, there are five elements of peace that we're going to go through today. One is peace with God, but the next one is peace with yourself. You are an incredible, like Jesus literally took time to dream you up with your personality and where he would put you on this earth and how, what time in earth he would place you here because he knew that you were a song to be sung in this earth exactly of who you are. That's who you are. Your song is different than my song. Thank you. Your song is different than the person next to you. Thank you because you are uniquely you. And I want you to have peace with that song of who you are on this earth and say, wow, Jesus, there's something unique about my song not to do with your personality it is your personality but it's yours mm -hmm. and it's your experiences with God that are different than mine you experienced him in a way that I never have and I want to know your song I want to get to know your song but I want to be at peace with my song you are incredibly precious on this earth and I would like you to start being nice to yourself start being kind to yourself and having peace with who you are, peace with where you've been, and peace with your big mistakes. That's hard. It's one thing to be at peace with how you've been made. But when you've made a big mistake, it's hard to have peace with yourself because you messed it up. Mm -hmm. You're, I, I had that experience in my life. 
you know, 21 years ago, Bob and I had been married already 17 years. We are getting so old, right. honey. Okay, so we married 37 years. But 21 years ago, um, I made a really big mistake. I know we can't always categorize big mistakes, but I mean, I grew up since a little girl just loving Jesus. But the way that the journey went, I've, I can't get into the details of it because it would take too long and we're on, you know, getting it done mode. But I will say that in my selfishness and my desperation and feeling extremely lost and not knowing how to communicate it, I committed adultery. I had an affair, something I never dreamed I would do. I'd classify that as a pretty big mistake. And after I had this affair for three weeks, I confessed to Bob. I said, I, ha I hate what I did. I can't believe I did this. I'm, I'm so sorry. And then two weeks after that, we, we started getting help. We, we just both were so broken, so broken. And we said, God, please heal our marriage, heal our family. It was, we were not good together. Don't think that it was, oh, we just prayed and we were fine. It's not like that. How many know that relationship healing comes in layers? We were in trauma. We were in crisis. It was a road back to healing. But Jesus said, I'm going to journey with you on this healing road back. I'm so grateful for Bob being willing to take that journey with me. But in the meantime, I had a journey with my own heart because I was so angry with myself. How could you? So public. Because two weeks later, I found out I had become pregnant as a result of this affair. And it, this is a biracial situation. This baby won't look like the other kids. And now I've messed up my kid's life. Now I've messed up our family, our testimony, our legacy. My great-grandkids will know that that's the grandma who did that. Do you hear my heart? It was just like, how do you come to peace with that? But then there, we invite the Prince of Peace. And Jesus says, you know what? I remember a moment after I'd become pregnant, I talked to my dad, and we were in a car. And I said, Dad, I was crying. I said, Dad, everything I've lived for to love people and love Jesus is all a, I'm a fool. It's all for nothing. I'm going to be known for the rest of my life for the most stupid thing I've ever done. And my dad said, Audrey, that's what you did, but that's not who you are. That's... You don't have my dad with you right now, but we have all have the same heavenly dad. And your heavenly dad, if you came to church just to hear this, and you feel like you're carrying a mistake or a regret of the past, I'm telling you, that's what you did. Yes, you did. But it's not who you are. You've got a good, good father who brings you back and invites you home. He just like the, we were talking about today, he stepped out and said he's waiting for you to come home and just be kind to yourself because he's kind to you and he's smiling with you. And he's robed you with righteousness and says, you're forgiven. Can you just feel my smile? And can we move forward from here and leave that in the prison of mistakes and walk forward from here? And can he say, can you please have peace with yourself? And let's go now. Let's just walk away from that now. You're forgiven. Let's move forward and see how you can be a light in a dark world. That's not who you are. Mm, isn't that good? <laughs> yeah. But then when you're on the receiving end, it ain't that good. It hurts. Yeah. And we all hurt. Yeah. But because of Jesus, I have peace with God. 
And because of him, I can then have peace with myself. Can we all just say that? Put your hand on your heart and say, today I choose to move beyond my prisons and have peace with myself. Because I'm walking with Jesus. Yeah, it's just so real. Mm-hmm. And then I can move to that place of having peace with others. You see, when heaven's realities become mine, then I can begin to share or give those to others. You cannot give what you do not have. That's true. So in the turmoil of our relationship, so often what we want to do is project blame on the other person. I don't have peace because of you. Our life is in chaos because of you. You see, we're always trying to project blame from others. Meanwhile, what I've done is I've ignored my Prince of Peace. I've ignored the lordship of Jesus in my life. And I'm not trying to minimize your pain. I'm not trying to minimize what has either been said or done to you or even what you've participated with. But but what we carry as a responsibility or even more than that, as a privilege, as a child of God, is that I stand in the place of bringing heaven on earth. Lord, not my will, not my way, but yours be done. So that I, may, I, I want to be able to allow peace to be really real in me. So that I'm able to take the offense and send it away. You see, th- that's the forgiveness. But I must first experience the extravagance of his love. This isn't about me. And we think it's all about me. And when it is, then I blame and I project and, I, and I'm upset with others. And I've lost my peace. But the gift of the Holy Spirit comes and reminds me of who I really am. And because of that, then I choose to have peace with others. You see, this is the miracle, and this is where, you know, I love to be able to talk about marriage because, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's beautiful. It's, it's wonderful. I, I understand, you know, what's going on in our world and the craziness, but, you know, marriage is God's idea. And I don't want you just to suffer or make it through. I want you to be able to thrive in both life and love. Yeah. Okay? I, I really do. But then... It's not about just this horizontal relationship because God's in my marriage. And so I'm never alone. So even when we're in hardship or in conflict or in pain with one another, when God's in my marriage, I'm never alone. I'm I'm already a majority because it's me and him. And then he gets to straighten me out so that I can then be redemptive love to another person. Now it's no longer about me because I'm able to lay down my right to be right and pick up my responsibilities. I hope that you're hearing me, you know, this morning because I hurt a lot for a long time. And it's real. 
But my Prince of Peace comes to me and reminds me of who I am. And then we love one another. This is what the world's looking for. Because we all got messed up lives. But in our culture, what do we do? We project only strength. We only project the good side. You see, when you take a selfie, click, click. Oh, that's a bad one. Let's do another one. <laughs> you see, you, you only project the good side. Life is really good. Look where we are. Oh, look at my food. Look what I'm eating. You see, look, all, everything good. And then it's all about what? How many thumbs up I can get? How many likes I got going on? <clears throat> Paul said this. He says, when it comes to those kinds of things, when it comes to education, when it comes to all these accolades, he says, I got you all beat. He says, but I count that as rubbish. I count it as, it, it's worthless. He says, let me talk to you about something. Let me talk to you about my weakness. Let me talk to you about my frailty. Because where I am weak, then he is strong. He says, I'll talk all day long about where I'm weak because this is where I experience the extravagance of his love. I'm not making it about me. I really am making it about him. All of him and less of me. Might I decrease that he might increase? You know what? I don't mind needing God. <laughs> I really don't. I love needing him. And I just want, I want it all. Because when my ego gets hurt, when my, you know, this is getting a little painful, isn't it? It's kind of stepping on some toes. When, when, when my ego gets hurt, all of a sudden, I can so easily go into a self-preservation mode. And what I want to do is project a false image of what I believe myself to be. And I leave him out. Lord, would you really be Lord of my life? I want to have peace with others. So I just, I need to jump ahead here. We had a very painful season. But what I don't want you to do is to rec, uh, what I don't want you to do is prolong the healing process in your life. Mm. You're going to go through and you're going to make it. And you're going to come out the other side with reward and with authority. Your past will not define who you are. Rather, his grace will define who you are. And when you come out the other side, I want to show it to you. You saw a little earlier our family picture. And uh, I, I love sharing this because, you know, 21 years ago, I couldn't see that. But others could. And when you're in pain, I don't want you running from the family of God. I want you running to the family of God. You see, when you're hurting, you feel as though I just need to get away and, and kind of fix myself. No, you don't. You need to allow others into your heart. Allow other. You don't run from, but rather you go to and let them cover you. Let the church, let the family of God fight for you and defend you and do what they can to bring healing to your life. So this is my family. 
On the far left is my son David, his wife Tessa. On the right is my oldest son uh, Christopher. There in the middle, my daughter Janelle and her new husband Daniel. And then there, the second one in with the nice dark hair. You know, he. I wish he got his hair from me. <laughs> is my son Robert. You see, I gave him my name. Because I didn't want him to ever question a day in his life whose boy he is. He's my son and he belongs. You see, he's not the result of a sexual affair. He's not the result, you know, of, of a, a lie or a betrayal. But rather, he, like my other children, born out of the heart of God and entrusted to us, we're a family and he belongs. You see, this is my evidence of the Prince of Peace in our lives. Our home is a home of mercy that dwells in a land of peace. And all that come in are safe. Today, this is a house of mercy that is planted in a land of peace. So that all who are out there that come in, find mercy. Things are going to be different here. I'm really looking forward to the years, you know, months and even days. You know, it'll happen quickly. Because this community needs you. And it's a monumental day. Just last week was five years with Pastor Shannon and Karen. Oh. 35 years last week celebrating this this incredible house home family mm. and today is a new day yeah and how cool and a privilege it is to just speak our heart of can we establish these next the entire future can we establish the fact that peace is our priority here yeah how profound is that you guys let's do that Let's establish this in the kingdom, in the heavens. Let's declare that and be a haven. And, a, and because we are a lake haven, but that haven lighthouse, come here. You're invited in to surrender, but you're invited to light, hope, mercy, goodness, harmony. And, you know, that doesn't mean the family's perfect. Guess what? Sometimes we have to have, we call it, we've decided we've that. We've got kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> We got family dynamics. Come on, you guys. We're just like you. But we have this thing in this house of mercy. Guess what it is? 100% acceptance, even when there isn't 100% approval. 100% acceptance, even when there's not 100% approval. Because that's how God treats me. He might not approve of everything I do, but he invites me so I can learn of his ways and learn his lordship mm -hmm. and get invited into his face, his presence, mm -hmm. his character, his nature, everything that just brings life and hope to my future. That was so good, Bob. It was very good, Audrey. Okay. <laughs> Next time, remember let's we just had... just keep encouraging each other. Okay. Okay. You're losing weight, man. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Peace. <laughs> We've done, we're, no, getting, we're doing oh, five. I'll, okay. I'll take that. Thank you. And have, yeah. <laughs> I believe in you and I'm attracted uh, to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so number four, we're going to do five. Four. Peace with your story. story. Yeah. Yeah. 
If we would have written our story from the beginning, we might have written it different. Put up your uh -huh. hand if that might be you. Well, I have that. Although our Redeemer lives. Even, even for those who have had the divorce, had the abortion. We know these things happen because those were our temptations there. And you might say, well, we didn't make the same choices as you, Bob and Audrey. Well, My I'm saying to different. you, your story is different, but I know this to be true. Your Redeemer lives. Your mm -hmm. Redeemer is alive for whatever choices you've made. The resurrection power of God is alive, powerful within you. And life's trials, the book of James says that these tests and trials stir up power. So then I can only think of a spoon. That means I see a great big spoon called te tests and trials, and it's stirring up power which is bringing forth endurance and patience and it's leading me to the perfect day with Jesus here on heaven on earth I really really took that scripture and did my own thing with it but it's in the book of James I promise you but it, but this is us we get to be powerful and, and endure and have the perfect day be trained to have heaven on earth so now peace with your story I'm gonna tell a little story that happened to me recently. Um, we were, I was a couple years ago, we were off to Australia the next day and I had to quickly get some stuff done and I was on errands. I was on, I'll call it me and Karen mode. It's like boom, 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 gotta get it done. You can't get me off my list because I've got one hour and one hour and a half to get all this done. Are you ever like that? Yes, thank you. Any other people like plans and getting efficiency done? Okay, so I was on this thing. I pulled up to a parking lot of a strip mall and my eye went to this sign that said, first time massage, I don't know, 39, 49 bucks or something like that. And something in me said, go get a massage. I'm like, what? Like, sure, you might say, oh, that's nice. Like, no, I was not in the mood for a massage. I was in the mood to get stuff done. No need for a massage. But do you ever hear that still small voice and it's very unusual? So you know that it's not your idea to get a massage? So of course I, argued with it. You don't just walk into a place and ask for a massage. It's, it has to be at 12 o'clock, 12.30. Like it's got to be on the hour and you got to make an appointment. So I said, but I will divert from my plan and walk into that place, follow the voice of God, and just ask if they have someone available to give me a massage. So I did and they said, absolutely. Just step, sit down, fill out this paper. We'll get you right in. I went, I guess I'm having a massage. <laughs> so I went into that room and have any of you had a massage? Do you know what happens? Okay, you take your clothes off and go put your face in this hole. That's what you do. You just wait for the person to come. So this person, this lady comes and she's about um, to massage, to give you a massage. But she asked me this question, what do you do? And I, it's so complicated to tell me what it is. I said, I'm a therapist. That's what I just say. Because we do mostly therapy work and we help people in crisis. And so um, she says, oh, that's nice. And then, you, can t and then it, you also tick off a box whether you like to talk during your massage. And I said, no, I don't want you to talk during a massage. I'm going to just get a massage and relax. So I'd put down, nah, don't like to talk. So I could tell she was massaging me. And I could tell, you guys, you know what? It wasn't a good massage. I was like, she's not good at this. <laughs> so I'm like, why am I here? You know when you're thinking you followed the voice of God, but did I follow the voice of God? So I'm having a bad massage. And... That's when I, um, you could tell she just couldn't wait to tell me. She goes, so I know you're a therapist. I'm like, mm-hmm, here it comes. She goes, but there is, what do you do when you keep doing the same thing over and over again? Because I keep attracting bad men to my life. She's in her 50s. And I said, 
oh, and just, I was so honored by her question. And I said, you know what? That's just, that just becomes the story of your life because things happen. That's how we all are. We do things in cycles. We keep attracting the same thing to our story over and over again. And I said, usually that cycle starts because you were abandoned or left or somehow some man disappointed you and you wrote um, something on your heart subconsciously that says men aren't safe and then you attract unsafe men to your life. I said, that's just how it works or men will leave me, or I'll be alone, or whatever that belief, that belief on your heart might be, whatever you believe in your heart, you continue to attract your life over and over again, unless, of course, Jesus breaks that cycle. I, but I just sort of gave her the basics. And then she said, oh, and she's continuing her bad massage, and I'm looking down. And so she said, well, that makes sense, because when I was um, five years old, my, I loved my dad so much, but he died in a car crash, and I've missed him ever since, and he left me, you know, that he was gone. He never said goodbye. He was gone, and I said, oh, so I, again, looking in, I said, so tell me, do you remember where you were when you found out that news, and she says, yeah, I was in the kitchen at a little table coloring, and the doorbell rang, and I ran to the door with the mom, and there was a policeman there, and he told us the news, and I remember standing beside my mom. I said, oh, okay. I said, you know what? Jesus wants to meet you in that place. Can you go back into that place in your memory? Can you remember? She goes, I remember every detail. I said, I'm not surprised, because your heart has been waiting to meet to be back, to be, for you to go back there. So it's kept that memory, all the colors, the table, the, even what you were coloring, it's all alive because it's been waiting for you to come back and just experience love there. You've been needing some love there. That's all. It doesn't have to be weird. It's just Jesus wants to love you in that place. So your heart's remembering that you need to be loved there. I didn't say all that because, again, she, I don't know who she is. But I'd, all I said to her is I said, can you go back into that memory? And she goes, yes. And now she's really giving me a bad massage. I said, okay. And I said, I said, if you're willing, just repeat after me and just say, as a little girl, just say, Jesus, can you be with me while I, before the doorbell rings? Can you be with me at that table? And she said, well, I haven't talked to God for 20 years. I said, that's okay. That's really okay. And she goes, okay. So she says, Jesus. And I said, do you see where he is? And she goes, yeah, I'm a little girl and I'm coloring. And Jesus is coloring with me. I said, oh. I said, now the doorbell rings. Now what happens in this movie? He said, she said, the doorbell rings, and Jesus comes with me. And while I'm standing there beside my mom, and the policeman is there, he's knelt down behind me, and he's holding me and protecting my heart. And she starts crying. She goes, I feel so loved. I said, I know Jesus has been waiting to love you in this moment and tell you the truth about who you can trust in this life, but there was a, you know, a violation there where you were so abandoned. And she says, wow. And then she continues again, bad massage. And then she says, what do I do now with Jesus? And I said, well, just close your eyes and go to a beautiful place. I said, where are you? She goes, it's a meadow and there's tulips and daisies. How does that even happen? I said, now what are you doing with Jesus? He goes, I, she said, we're walking said, good. 
I said, you can start to live your life now walking with Jesus. And that's called your secret place. And he'll talk to you there. And, and you know, we can, I can help you with some more things about, you know, I want to give her some Bible stuff and give her my devotional. I, I didn't tell her all that stuff. But just walk with Jesus. Let him talk to you. She goes, I've never felt so good in my whole life. And she said, how did this happen today? She says, can I tell you a story? She said, I have been an artist all my life till last year, and I wasn't making enough money to live, so I tried to be, become a massage therapist, but I hate my job. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, makes a lot... All the pieces are coming together now. I, <laughs> I hate my job. I've always just wanted to be an artist, but something happened when I was in that meadow. I feel like Jesus is going to paint with me like he was coloring with me, and I'm going to paint with him now, and I can see a brand new future, and I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. I said, great idea. <laughs> but none of this would have happened if you wouldn't have come and had a massage today. I was on an assignment and that's who you are. As we listen to Jesus' voice every day, we get to do adventures in meadows when we're in the heavenly place, in the secret place with Jesus. We live parallel realities, heaven and earth. We live in both. Yes, I live on earth, and I have a job, and I do stuff. I get on planes. We do this stuff. But I also live a heavenly life with Jesus, and he walks with me and talks with me. And this is personal. He loves me like with my preferences, like I love being loved, just like he loves you the way you get loved. But let's create experiences with Jesus, not just knowledge of Jesus. Let's have experiences. Both are equally important. Word of God, knowing God, knowing his voice, knowing his names, knowing his character, all those things, knowing the information. But let's invite Jesus into our secret place and create with him beautiful places to hang out where he loves you and knows what you love. Because when you start doing that, you start changing the beliefs of your heart. She was hanging, I call it the land of suffering. Whenever you have a land of suffering, you can imagine that. And there's always a pole in the land of suffering with a belief on it. I'll be abandoned. See, she was hanging on to that pole, and she was living in the land of suffering because that was that limiting belief. But that day, Jesus came and held her. She was able to let go of that pole, and Jesus walked with her to the land of newness and hope where her story was about to change. Mm -hmm. Having peace with your story just means you hear God's voice and you go on the adventure. Jesus said in this life, you're going to have trials, you're going to have tribulations. I'm sorry, quite emotional over that story. <laughs> Seeing people get loved by Jesus. We're going to have trial, we'll have tribulation. You see, we'll all experience pain. Pain is real. But suffering is optional. What happened in our lives and in our marriage, it was real. But I chose to have peace with others. And I didn't want the pain or the suffering to be my story. You see? So there might be an offense, a painful moment in your life that you're holding on to. But let Jesus come to you and meet you there and protect you and heal your heart so that you can walk away from a land of suffering to spacious places, meadows, 
and peace with him. Are you with me? Isn't that good? All right. The last one is peace in your season. This is a season. Um, I did want to bring, you know, with peace with others. I'm just going to throw this in because I forgot to read it before. This is Romans 14, 19. It says, so then make it your top priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. That's Romans uh, 14, 19. And then verse 20 says this, stop ruining the work of God, insisting on your own opinion. Oh, dear. I just thought I'd say that. <laughs> you might have to read that last part again. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, Shannon says yes. Stop ruining the work of God by insisting on your own opinions. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I want people to like me too, Audrey. <laughs> Peace with your season. <laughs> what you're going through, remember this. It's temporary. And this too shall pass. And in this temporary season that you're in, just be careful. You know, because it's unique to you. And yet, others have been there. And sometimes I, th I feel as though that when you're in a painful place, you feel like no one else has ever gone there before. No, you're not alone. Others have been there. And you need to allow others to come alongside. Don't compare yourself to others and what's going on. Be patient. Be patient in your season. And then be thankful. And remember that you are never alone. Today, you belong. You're never, ever alone. Then I, I'd want to read this to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this. So, <clears throat> I was, I better get the glasses. Okay. I was trying so hard. There we go. So, no wonder we don't give up. King James says, so... We just do not faint. We do not faint. We do not give up. For even though our outward person gradually wears out, our inward being is being renewed, everyone say, day by day. Day by day. Every single day. We view our slight, shortly lived troubles in the light of eternity. So our difficulties as the substance that produces for us eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but is on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. Everyone say temporary. Temporary. But the unseen realm is eternal. King James says this, faint not. But though our outward man perishes, our inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The challenge that you might be facing right now, it's temporary, and it shall pass. But before it does, if you will trust God, he says, I want to fashion benefit for your life that you could not get any other way. See, the Greek word, the Greek word, the Greek, here I'm going to give you a Greek lesson. I can't even help you with it. It says, faint not, it says, for this light affliction, okay, it worketh for us a far more exceeding. 
It worketh for us is the Greek word hooperbuli. Okay, so in other words, this light affliction, hooperbuli, can fashion benefit for your life. He says, it, it, it wants, I got, I got my, the Greek word is actually ketergezumei. I, I needed to correct that because it was wrong. It's very important to me, and I know that it's really going to change your life. <laughs> the Greek word, not because now you're going to go home so intelligent. Katergezumei, it, it is, it worketh for me. Okay? In other words, it'll fashion benefit this light affliction. You see, Scripture calls it light. When you're in the midst of it, it ain't light. Okay, in the midst of it. But in comparison to eternity, this light affliction. I remember when we were in the, in the depths of our pain with regards to the affair. And my pastor came around and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Bob, one day you're going to be thankful for this. I'm like, what are you, stupid? You know, like, like, do you know what happened? You know, and, and of course, but I'm telling you, I can stand here today being one of the most grateful and thankful people you'll ever meet. Thankful that it happened? No. It was painful and wrong on every level. But in knowing him, I'd exchange it for nothing. You see, that's my redeemer. It's not that he creates the pain and the chaos in my life. He says, but if you will trust me with it, he says, I want to catergezumei your life. He says, I want to fashion and create benefit for you that you could not get any other way. He says, I know your sleepless nights. He says, I know your pain. I know your sorrow and I know your tears. But you cannot afford to live in a land of suffering. He says, I'll meet you there, and I want to take you out. So today, because of Jesus, and I have peace with God, I can have peace with myself. I can have peace with others. I can have peace with my story and even the season that I am in. Because the pain that I'm experiencing is temporary. But if I'll yield it to him, he says, I want to catergezumei your life. And then it says, far more exceeding, meaning this. He wants to hooperbule. He says, I will take this, and what you believe will be your great setback. He says, I want to propel your life forward. What the enemy meant for evil, he says, I'll turn it around for your benefit. You see, that's my God. That's my Father. And then it says, to an eternal weight of glory. That is the perpetual, it, it never-ending weight of glory and doxa. And the word picture there is this, is a, um, let's say, uh, it's harvest season. Okay, so you have a wheelbarrow, and it's, and it's a, a kind of a, a, a wooden one. Let's do a wooden one with, with, the, with the big wagon wheels on it. It has so much produce in it that its wheels are buckling under its pressure. He says, I want to bring you to an eternal weight of glory. And that's the word picture there. He says, 
might you begin to ask me for a burden of abundance? That's the eternal weight of glory. He says, I want to bring so much abundance to your life. He says that it, it would look as though you would collapse under it. You, you think this hardship is going to define you? No. Because I've got peace with God. I'm going to trust him. And he's going to stir things up. And he's going to create benefit for my life that I couldn't have gotten any other way. And he's going to propel our life forward. Better together than we are apart. I want to know him. I don't want to waste my pain. I want to know him. Really know. And in that knowing, I experience his righteousness, his peace, and his joy. I'd like everyone to stand up and lift up your hands. And I want us all to just say yes. Just say yes, Jesus. I, I receive this invitation. And so I'm saying yes to this feast. Just say it in your own words. Yes to this feast of righteousness, peace, and joy. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We respond to that, Lord. Just in that moment of quietness, maybe you're in your secret place. Maybe right now, the Lord has just prompted you, or through this message, such a time as this. You know that, do you know that the past doesn't exist? Right now, the past is but a memory. But we can take the memories of the past and they can, they can really be burdens. We can choose to carry the past and with us. And, and the Lord has been talking to you this morning. The Spirit of God is present. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And that baggage, that haversack full of weight, those suitcases that have been cutting into your hands with weight, the Lord's just inviting you to put them down. Stop looking behind you. Breathe into your lungs that fresh, crisp air of hope and peace, of cheerfulness. Decide you see that path ahead of you and Jesus inviting you to walk that way with him. He's looking forward to that. How is he beckoning you? What is he whispering in your ear? Paul said this, he said, forgetting what is behind, I press on to that which lies ahead. That doesn't mean that your memory will just stop. But that means that memory will carry no weight. That memory will not hurt. 
you will choose not to let that memory define you, that hurt define you, that hurt be your identity. No, the blood of Jesus has given us righteousness, given being the key word. Grace is given freely. And all you need to do is respond to that. In this moment, you just look into Jesus' eyes because do whatever he says. Respond however you. This is a moment between you and him. Eternal weight of glory, of God's view and opinion is what awaits you. Life abundant, irrespective of circumstances. This world, you will have trouble. There will be viruses, there will be politics. But the peace that Jesus offers us is not like the world's peace. You can go to sleep tonight in complete rest, knowing that you're at peace with him. You can wake up knowing that your every day in the future, he will never leave you or forsake you. So just embrace that future that he offers. Remember, it's been paid for. An account was delivered and laid on Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll pick up that check. And not just the check right now, not the payment right now, but I'll pick up the check for every offense of your future. Thank you, Jesus, for your redemption. We so willingly receive this gift. Now this morning, if you've never made that decision, you may be seated here for a second. And I just want to know that you can respond to that. And I encourage you to respond to that and, and come and speak to one of our prayer, our prayer ministers as we dismiss here. Um, but I do want to say a um, couple things here. One, if the Lord laid on your, head, on your heart to, to give to our guest ministers, um, you can just write that on, our, on the envelope. Just say um, guest ministers or Bob and Audrey and write it in any checks. If you are writing paper checks, just make them out to Lake Haven, not to Bob and Audrey. We will make sure we co you know, coalesce all the, the, the funds. If you're giving online, there is a demarcation spot for guest minister that you can just write down over there. Um, that uh, that would be fine. And then we'll make sure that it gets through to, to Bob and Audrey. Um, I just believe there is a response you know, the word of God that we give to those who teach. We give to those and we can respond out of, out of thankfulness and appreciation for, I believe, that where we come a, a channel. So I wonder, I never said that earlier. So thank you for, um, for uh, blessing them. And I do want to mention again, I know that um, they've come and been a great blessing to, to, um, uh, to us over this marriage, I mean, this marriage weekend that we've done. Of course, I'm perfect. I didn't need it. No, but... Right. And you're saying, I'm not, I need more. Besides tonight, Bob and Audrey have a resource table with a number of books. This is a, a, a devotional um, 
You can do it as a couple. You can do it as an individual. It's called Wake Up Smiling, the 40 devotions for a hope-filled life. Um, this one is at the back there. If you want to go by and pick one of those up, they will go quickly. So, well, you, see, there's a reason to sit in the back sometimes. <laughs> First to the Watch books. out. The people in the front know how to run, though. Um, Audrey's also written this book called Like Yourself, Love Your Life. I'm going to claim one of these. I'm not even going to put this one at the back. Oh, this one's mine? Oh, I'm, this is my book. Okay. So there are a few more at the back there. Also, each of these books is $10. So I would encourage you. And, and I know if, uh, if we run out here, you can buy them online, right, at Bob and Audrey? There you go. If you want to prepay, we can. Yeah, we'll get um, So Jen is in the back. Jen is in the back there. If if we run out of stock, she'll make sure she takes down. And they have some other so we books that we don't have in stock right now. Correct. You've right. got a couple books that you don't have in stock here. If you go to their website, bobandaudrey.com, you'll find a lot of resources and links to a lot of resources. Bob and Audrey are um, young at heart, but well experienced. Right, and and I, I, we never touched on their podcasts, unless you were in the marriage retreat. But I tell you what, their two podcasts are ridiculously awesome. The, the one all about relationships. All about relationships is the one. If and and they, you know, I've had a few questions over this weekend, like how can we maintain this marriage in this input in our marriage? Well, that all about relationship marriage. Audrey was saying is like, it's half an hour segments. There's 104 of them so far, and and there's three questions after each one, so you can listen to that as a couple, and then and you get three challenge questions afterwards. So that is a phenomenal way. All About Relationships is the one podcast. You find, can also find the link at their website. And then, of course, the other one that I've known for a long time is, is uh, Live, Live Transformed. Transformed, where the two of them are bring Jim, Jim Richards in there. And it's just a, it's an awesome, really is awesome. So it's another podcast highly recommend um, for you to get some yeah. phenomenal And then this, this book, yeah. If you did not get to the marriage retreat, uh, or the marriage weekend that we did, um, and you feel like you were left out, grab one of these today before you go. This is eight steps to a supernatural marriage. This is not what we covered. We got the good stuff. This is the bitter stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Get the book, and the next time Bob and Audrey come, because we're going to have you guys back, Absolutely. Bob and Audrey, we want to make sure that you know now, Bob and Audrey, they, when they come, they come with a fresh word from God. Yeah. They don't just have a package of stuff. They come with truth that never changes, right? right? Which means come back and get layer two, layer three, right. layer four. Bring your neighbors, bring your friends. How many of you guys have experienced change in your relationship over the years? I know mm -hmm. Shannon and I, we've gone through ups and downs in our marriages. Yep. No, ups marriage. and downs in our marriage. We've just Person. been married once, yeah. right? <laughs> just once. <laughs> I speak for us collectively. I shouldn't say everything is plural. We've only been married once. I did have a dream once that you'd been married before, though. Yes, that was and I was accused. She was mad at me for days because I didn't tell her about the children that I had had from a previous marriage. I was like, what? What you, what you imagine to be true becomes true. your reality. How many of you have been deceived into believing something's true that's not true? Okay, so I have forgiven him and we're happily... For, 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 She's forgiven me for her dream that I had had other children and never told her. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. See what you guys have instigated. Don't go home today without letting go of some of the vain imaginations and um, false beliefs 
that have caused havoc in your life. Today is a day for surrender. Today is a day for freedom. Today is a day to walk in new hope. Today is a day to experience peace on all of those yeah. levels. It's a good day. Amen. It's, it's a, a good, good day. day. Today Amen. is yeah, none like it. Yeah. Amen. And and tonight, remember, this is not a marriage event tonight. Navigating disappointments. It's a it's a workshop that's practical and principles that they work with. Like I said, it's an experience that can teach you a lot. So highly recommend. Um, making a priority of tonight, coming back. We do, we're doing it a little earlier than usual because we know we've got work weeks and kids go to school for some of us, et cetera, et cetera. So 5 o'clock is a, is a potluck. Pot bring, so bring, bring, bring enough food. food to feed your family and then we'll just yeah. figure it out. And yeah. The more people come, the more food there'll be. Right. Um, if you need childcare for this evening, or if you think you can't come because there's no childcare, come and see me. We haven't made an arrangement yet for childcare, but I want to do it based on as needed. So we don't want you to say, oh, we can't do it because. If you can find childcare elsewhere, let us know. If you need childcare, we want to make sure that that's not a prohibitive thing for you. Okay? Amen. Awesome. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to end right here. But remember, if you need to respond to something that God's doing in your heart. Our prayer ministers are so qualified and so eager to pray for you, and they're awesome. So highly, highly recommend that. You strike while the iron is hot, right? Um, this is the best time to respond to what God's working in your heart. So, so um, but you're dismissed. Have a great uh, afternoon, and, and we'll see you later. Same.